0: You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of the Hot Tip Bets podcast, the UFC 259 edition. Um, we'll hit on the Adesanya fight coming up this weekend. We'll also, take a little bit of a look at what's going on in the college basketball world. I'm um, going to, as always, give out some picks for that. So let's just get right into it. Let's take a little bit look back um, at how the podcast plays from Tuesday did. Um, now, admittedly, this was not very good. Um, we got a couple here pending on Thursday that'll hopefully turn it around, but as far as Tuesday and Wednesday went, we started out pretty bad. We started out with a cancellation, actually, um, in our MAC game on Tuesday with Ohio taking on Kent State, game ends up getting canceled, so, um, refund on that bet. The next game, (laughs) not much different result, we had Tulsa taking on UCF minus four, um, UCF does win this game by exactly four points, so we end up pushing in this one. UCF 73, Tulsa 69, um, and Tulsa really tried to come back in the second half, um, but ended up just falling short of that. They couldn't quite couldn't quite get enough points up to, to get the comeback, so to be honest, we're kind of lucky um, that we ended up pushing this. How the game was kind of trending there in the last few minutes, probably should have ended up losing this, but Isaiah Adams puts up 19 points for UCF in this one, and UCF did it. I mean, just across the board, these teams are pretty even in this game. You know, Tulsa just had a great second half, evening out some of those stat lines. UCF 12 re- turnovers in this one, Tulsa 14. Um, but UCF does sneak by, get the win, um, and get us a push in that one. And unfortunately, doesn't turn around for the final game of the day. We had Detroit minus one taken on Northern Kentucky. Um, Detroit ends up losing by 170 to 69. Marcus Wharton puts up 20 points for Northern Kentucky in this one. Had him sack a heck of a game. I mean, really, I think the key that the reason Detroit kind of kind of struggled to get over the hump to get the win in this one was kind of the rebounding. Got out rebound 35 to their 22, um, which is just not a very good stat line. Getting <laughs> getting that, letting them get that physical against you up in the paint. So um, end up going 0-1 and 1 to start out on Tuesday, um, and unfortunately doesn't turn around for as much on. Um, Wednesday. Either we started out with Florida minus four versus Missouri. Um, Missouri comes into this one after dropping a couple, but they do find a way to win. Get a last second shot up um, for from Drew Smith um, in this one, who put up 17 points in this game. Hit the last second shot for Missouri for them to win this game. Uh, End up winning this game, 72 to 70. And Missouri just did a much better job holding on to the basketball in this game. Only turned it over 13 times in this one. While Florida turned it over 18. So um, start out with a loss there. Um and it gets even worse. Another bad loss. <laughs> NC State uh taking on Notre Dame. Notre Dame minus one and a half in this one. Uh, NC State, pretty easy win for them. Led majority of this one. 80 to 69. Cam Hayes puts up 20 points for NC State in this game. And NC State just outshot Notre Dame um across the board. You know, 54.1 field goal percentage for him. Well, Notre Dame, a 37.5 field goal percentage. So um start out with two losses there, but we do kind of turn it around um in the late game. Head out west for some Pac-12 action. Maxion back to action. Uh, Gosh, the back's rubbed off of you. (laughs) Head out west for uh Stanford taking on USC. USC seven and a half point favorites in this one. And they win this game really easily. 79 to 42. Tajay Eddie puts up 16 points for USC in this one. USC shot the ball very well from beyond the arc, hitting um 37.5% of their shots from the three. Um, and Stanford only hitting twenty five four percent from three point land. So, um, so far as this card sits from last week, one three and one on the week. So not very good at all. But there is actually still three games in progress here on this Thursday night um, as I record. Got Bellarmine minus five and a half for Stetson. Florida Gulf Coast um, taking on Lipscomb minus four, and then Wyoming plus sixteen and a half for Utah State. So. Um, you know if we can if we cash all of those ends up being a profitable week Um, if if one of them loses obviously ends up being a losing week but kind of still got those riding hopefully we don't get swept hopefully we at least have a profitable night at least with two and one um, for those picks but that about wraps that up um, for those picks from last week's episode so let's talk a little bit about UFC 259 this weekend so going into UFC 259 um, it's a heck of a card you know got the three title fights um headlining the main event you know i've seen props out there <laughs> at certain books you know um will um will we have will we see how many title changes will we see um and i would say and i've seen the line probably about one and a half which makes sense you know um nunez coming into this one i don't know anyone who's gonna be <laughs> laying the plus one that or the minus one thousand on amanda nunez i mean she's obviously i mean i guess not obviously anyone could lose a fight but she's obviously the heavy favorite for a reason i wouldn't imagine that one changes um and as far as the other two fights um you know as Adesanya comes into this one um as as well they both come in as champions but Adesanya would technically be the title change if he wins um so I and with him as a favorite almost guarantee you won there so it's really just the Peter Jan um Sterling fight um which we'll get in here to a little bit but before we get into the main event before we get into all of those um all those fights on the main car let's take a little bit look at the prelim there is one fight on um this week's prelims that I like pretty well. And that is Sean Brady taking on Jake Matthews. Now I really like Jake Matthews in this fight. Um, got him at plus 180. This line is kind of dropping. And I know, I know it was as high as like plus 240. But um, as of recording the podcast here, it's plus 180 um, is what I'm able to bet it at. And Jake Matthews has just run a really good job um, in his last few fights. You know, one advantage that he has over Sean Brady in this year. Got an inch more reach, um, which is kind of big, I think, for these two fighters um, and, and Jake Matthews also just doing a better job, you know, defending the strikes, you know, 63% strike defense, um, Sean Brady on the other hand, only 61%. Jake Matthews also just, you know, just in general, his defense absorbing strikes, um, very good, only getting hit 2.12 um, um, strikes per, um, per minute there. And Sean Brady on their hand, almost double that at 4.35 strikes absorbed a minute. So um, like Jake Matthews as a decent underdog here, plus 180 um, to win that prelim fight. Um, But that's about it for the prelims. Let's get into these three um, title fights. The first one we got, um, and sorry if I butchered these names because I am (laughs) not great with names. We're going to say Alman Sterling versus Peter Jan. Sterling comes into this one um, at minus 105. Again, another guy um, who's kind of going in that opposite direction. Um, Lean more and more towards favorite. Pretty even here, though, um, as far as the odds would say. Peter Jan comes into this one. Um, doing a slightly worse job absorbing those strikes, though. Getting hit 3.25 times per minute, while um, Sterling only 1.94. Um, Peter Jan also, his takedowns per minute, slightly under um, those of Sterling. You know, Sterling, 1.89 takedowns per 15-minute fight. Peter Jan, only 1.46 in that uh, in that 15-minute fights. And Sterling just better strike defense in general. 66% strike defense um, for Sterling in this one, while Peter Jan, 63%. Um, and you know, Peter, uh, uh, Sterling getting those four extra inches in his reach. I think that's kind of going to be a key factor here in this one. So like Sterling minus one Oh five, four, um, against Peter Yan here. Um, and then as far as the Amanda Nunes fight kind of hit on it just a second ago, but, um, obviously I think she's going to win. <laughs> I would not recommend delaying the West one minus 1000. You know, if you think it's going to be submission or you think it's going to be a knockout or or whatever you think it was going to be um that might be worth betting if you really want to bet this fight but to be quite honest i i would probably just lay off nunez altogether here um not not really worth <laughs> laying the laying some of these crazy prices that you're gonna to have to lay and i, I guess obviously if you're if you, think under, if you uh going the other way you think nunez is going to lose this fight um that might be a strategy but um i don't know that there's a whole lot of people out there maybe just people taking it because it is such a big number, you know, plus 800, plus The plus seven hundreds um, can be hard to lay off of sometimes, but um, I will not be laying anything on that fight, um, and finally, for the main event, um, Israel Adesanya taking on, sorry, I'm going to completely butcher this name, but Jan Bakowitz, um, Adesanya comes into this one as a decent favorite, minus 220 um, for him in this one, one thing that Adesanya has done super well is landing strikes, you know, landing four point one strikes per minute. Jan on the other end, only landing three point four nine strikes per minute. Um, and it is Adesanya is just a more accurate fighter in general. You know, hitting on uh, with fifty percent of his strikes um, accuracy there, forty eight percent for Jan. And and Adesanya just really good on defense. You know, um, as far as you know, not let not getting hit, not getting taken down. You know, a sixty five percent strike defense for him. while Jan, uh, fifty four strike defense. Um, Adesanya also a pretty really good takedown defense 86% takedown defense um, way on 65% takedown defense so um, really like Adesanya here at minus 220 so just recapping um, the three picks that I like for UFC 259 we got Jake Matthews plus 180 um, Amon Sterling plus or minus 105 and Israel Adesanya minus 220 Um, so those are the three picks I like for UFC 259 now moving into a little bit of college basketball news here before we, um, you know, get into the picks for the weekend. The first thing we got recapping, you know, some of what happened um, over these week in games or these these week games here. Um, first thing, Villanova senior night end up beating Creighton, uh, which is a huge win for Villanova. But perhaps the biggest thing to come out of that game, Colin Gillespie um, is, I, won't, I don't know that it's been officially announced out for the season, but he, um, I don't even had a knee injury, left a knee injury for him. Um, in that game, and getting an MRI um, today, Thursday, as we record this, so um, we don't quite know the total status on him, but it seems very unlikely that he is going to <laughs> going to see the court again this season. So just a tough break for a Villanova team that has kind of struggled here. You know, losing um, I can't losing to Butler on Sunday. Um, I mean, they get it back here a little bit in the right direction, beating Creighton here, but um, just a tough break for a Villanova team there. Um also on th- Wednesday night, we had Missouri taken on Florida. Missouri snaps a few game losing streak here. Um had a little bit of a rough patch. You're able to turn that around, get a late second shot to go up and win this game. Um so is looking to get back on the right track. Missouri um is I don't know the SEC is just really weird for me this year. You know, you got teams like Alabama who sit who sit up top there. You know, Alabama, Missouri, Arkansas. Um I'm sure I'm missing some you know Tennessee's not a bad team, but you know. The, the kind of the two that I am really big fans of um, this season are Missouri and Arkansas. I think those two, if you're going to pick any SEC teams um, in the tournament to make a little bit of a run, those would be the two I really like. Alabama, not a bad team either, um, but Missouri and Arkansas are kind of the two um, that stick out to me. And also, you got Florida. You can't really you can't forget about them, obviously, but um, Missouri and Arkansas are, are, my, are my definitely two SEC teams that I'm that I'm a very big fan of. Um, you know, Arkansas what did it say, Missouri, and I don't know who I said, Missouri and Arkansas, that's what I meant to say, (laughs) I don't think I said that right, Um, but another team that I like going into the tournament who has been on quite a win streak is Wichita State, you know, knocking off Houston um, a few weeks ago, um, and they get a great win over Tulane on Wednesday night, you know, this wasn't exactly a a, uh, resume booster by any means, but they needed to win that game In order to make the tournament, if they would have lost that game, it would be kind of hard sitting, you know, right about a 10, 11, you know, maybe nine seed um, at their current value. So Wichita State coming. I'll tell you this much. If you're a one seed, you definitely don't want to see an eight or a nine seed Wichita State in the second round. Um, You know that in 2013, making that final four run, that's that they were. I believe they were a nine seed when they knocked off number one Gonzaga. Um, in the second round so definitely a team to watch out for if they make a run um, There um, and another team that you know kind of got upset we got Michigan getting taken down by Illinois um, Now Illinois It's hard to it's hard to it's hard to take Michigan down too far obviously hard to put Mich- Illinois up too much I mean when you have two top five teams um, Playing each other it doesn't really the result doesn't really matter um, Michigan probably could have held it together a little bit better um, as far as you know how they're going to be looked at for that loss, um, but if we're in all honesty, a game that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of college basketball. Um, Michigan probably going to hold on to their one seed. Illinois looking like another possible one seed at the moment, and and it kind of just solidifies Baylor and Gonzaga up top there. So um, not a whole lot of action really. I mean, an interesting result, it's nonetheless, but not a whole lot of not a whole lot coming out of it. Um, but we do move out here to the Pac-12. Um, Oregon beats UCLA to be, to currently they sit atop the Pac-12, get USC right on their tails, Um, but it'll be an interesting finish there, see who wins the Pac-12 tournament, Um, but the Pac-12, you know, we haven't had a, it's it's been a few years since we've had a a decently competitive Pac-12, you know, Um, the Pac-12 did have um, um, two bids in 2019, I can't, Oregon and i'm blanking on who the second team was but they did they'd had two bids but they weren't they got lucky um in their conference tournament in order to send two teams there you know there was a very good chance that they would have only sent one in there last year the tournament got canceled they i doubt they would have had more than two bids but this year they are they've got a lot more top tier teams you know oregon usc colorado all for sure teams you know you got teams like ucla um and, and other teams who are up there who who are on the bubble who could make it so Um, Pac-12 is kind of turning around from being just a a laughed-out conference, Uh, but one team that can say the same um, as far as getting laughed at would be Duke. Um, With Duke's loss this week, um, Duke is Duke's all but eliminated from the tournament at this point. There is very little chance that Duke is able to sneak in. Obviously, we could see something something strange happen. You know, it. it, One thing that I would love to see, um, which would just be an absolute hilarious matchup, see like Duke, Michigan State in a first four game um that that would be quite the matchup that would be just to see Tom Izzo and Coach K playing that um it also wouldn't surprise me if one of them (laughs) tried to tried to get out of that game somehow but um that's that seems kind of out of the question here both those teams Duke and Michigan State seem like they just keep getting further and further away from a tournament bid so um I guess have fun in the NIT Duke and Michigan State (laughs) um but one team that will hopefully not be playing in the IT, hopefully gets their name called Selection Sunday, um, is Drake. Obviously, Drake, um, if they win the Missouri Valley, obviously they'll, they'll be an automatic bid. But Loyola Chicago, at this point, I feel like has the better at-large resume um, for sure. Um, and if Loyola Chicago ends up winning the Missouri Valley and Drake's the team need in the at-large bid, I could see, I could see an, uh, I could see a circumstance where they get left out. Um, I honestly don't think they will. I think they have kind of made a name for themselves as long as they don't have like an a first round exit in the Missouri Valley Tournament um but the Missouri Valley Tournament definitely got harder they were hoping for Hemp Hill um to make his return this weekend um but unfortunately um that is not going to be the case for Drake um and he will be out for that um and hopefully back for the um for you know March Madness Tournament um if you're a Drake fan you definitely want him back but Um, Have to wait and see how all that shakes out. But one thing that Drake's got going for him, Darian Dervis wins Missouri Valley Conference Coach of the Year. Uh, So congrats to him. Drake just an absolutely phenomenal season. Had a great early season. Little bit of struggles here late. Um, Some key injuries, you know, the main culprit for that. But um, just interesting. Last little tidbit here we got before we get into some picks. Oklahoma State, um, as far as right now, you know, they had that postseason ban that they appealed and whatnot. Um, Right now, they're in the tournament. And with six days... Um, to go until the, you know, the start of the Big 12 tournament, um, it, it would appear that Oklahoma, the NCAA is not going to have any, any words. So it'll appear Oklahoma State will be playing in the tournament um, this season. Get uh, get Kate Cunningham his year in the tournament and then probably serve their, serve their band next season would be, would be my guess how all that plays out. But I have to wait and see what ends up happening um, with all that stuff. So um, that's about it for the college basketball news for the week. Let's get into some picks for this upcoming weekend. Starting out on March 5th, on Friday, we start out with Hawaii taking on UC Davis. Now, Hawaii comes into this game um, a slight underdogs here, two-point underdogs, um, and Hawaii has played some decently good basketball in the season. You know, they come into this one as the 221st ranked team in the hot tip at rankings, UC Davis 208, um, but Hawaii's, um, and they both both these teams have good records, you know, Hawaii 10-8, and eight, um, um, UC Davis 8-6, and six. nothing to write home about for sure, for either of these, but, um, you know, Hawaii does have the, the slight edge there, he played a few more games, and Hawaii has been shooting the ball very well this season, You know, hitting 36% of their shots from beyond the arc, UC Davis, on the other hand, only hitting 33.6% of theirs, um, Hawaii also just a good shooting team in general, 51.1 effective field goal percentage for them, while UC Davis only an effective field goal percentage of 475 And I think kind of the two real big points that stick out to me about this Hawaii team is just how good this offense really is. Um, You know, 201 adjusted offensive efficiency, which, you know, isn't up there with, you know, the top teams in the country by any means, but it is slightly better than UC Davis. UC Davis coming in with the 245th ranked team in adjusted offensive efficiency. And it kind of shows um, in some of the stats, you know, Hawaii only turning the ball over on 19% of their possessions, while UC Davis is turning it over on 20.3% of theirs. Hawaii also rebounding the ball better Um, pulling down 29.1% of their rebounds off the offensive glass. UC Davis only pulling down 27.9% of theirs. So, um, you know, all those stats kind of going, yeah, sure. Hawaii has to travel to California for this one, Um, not on the island. So they definitely have a slight disadvantage there, but plus two, hard not to take Hawaii here. So that's what I like. Hawaii plus two uh, for the first game on Friday. Um, Moving on, the second game on Friday, we got Troy taking on UT Arlington. Now, UT Arlington comes into this one as four and a half point favorites. Um, and some things that are kind of interesting about this game, you know, Troy comes into this one, 301st in adjusted offensive efficiency, while UT Arlington 180. Um, and UT Arlington has had some interesting games this season, you know, started out the season with Oklahoma State. Um, and right now they sit at a 13 and 12, you know, barely above 500. Troy, on the other hand, um, not really in any hope of a winning season at this point, 10 and 16 on the season. Um, and Troy has really just struggled to shoot the ball this year, only hitting 27.8% of their shots from beyond the arc. UT Arlington, on the other hand, hitting 35.1% of theirs. Um, Troy also just not a great free throw shooting team, only hitting 71.1% of their free throws. while UT Arlington hitting 72.3% of theirs, um, and UT Arlington just a better shooting team in general. You know, 56% effective field goal percentage for them. while Troy only an effective field goal percentage of 44%. Um, and this UT Arlington team is just the better offensive team in general. 215, adjusted offensive efficiency, which isn't anything crazy. But when you consider Troy's 336, you know, the bottom bottom 10%, bottom, I can't do the math quick, but about bottom 5% there <laughs> for Troy and adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, definitely, definitely team that I'm looking to stay off of here. And, you know, UT Arlington at home in um, this one, definitely like them. So UT Arlington minus four and a half to close out Friday's card. Now, moving on to Saturday's card, um, March 6th, we start out with a SOCON conference tournament game. We got uh, East Tennessee State taking on Chattanooga. Now, East Tennessee State comes into this one as the 154th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings. Chattanooga 159. Um, And Chattanooga has played some great basketball this season, Um, just just really outstanding basketball. You know, 18-7 on the season, East Tennessee State. Um, barely above 500 but you know still up there 12 and 11 on the season Um, and the chattanooga team um, is just a very good offensive team in general 142nd in adjusted offensive efficiency for them well east tennessee state 158 in adjusted offensive efficiency Um, but the chattanooga team is kind of shooting the ball um you know, just shooting the ball better, you know, 35.9% from Beyond the Arc. You know, East Tennessee not horrible, 34.8, but is slightly worse. Um, but one thing that the Chattanooga team as far as shooting has done very, very well is shooting free throws, 79.4% from the free throw line, East Tennessee State um 69.7. And anytime you're up there 79, 80 percent hitting your free throws, you're gonna be, you know, one of the top 20 or so teams as far as free throw shooting in the country. I think their Chattanooga is like 15, somewhere in the um the mid-teens there. For their free throw shooting, um, and they also do a good job just shooting the ball in general um, from the field. Fifty-one percent effective field goal percentage for Chattanooga. While East Tennessee State a fifty-point-one percent effective field goal percentage. Um, and, and Chattanooga um, really closes out. Really does a good job not turning the basketball over. Only turns it over on fifteen-point-eight percent of their possessions. While East Tennessee State turns it over on twenty-point-two percent of their. So like Chattanooga to win this game, cover the spread um, in advance in the SoCon tournament. Uh, the next game we got on the card, got an SEC matchup between Vanderbilt and Mississippi. Um, now, Ole Miss comes into this game as the slightly higher ranked team in the Hot Tip Bet rankings, 60th um, in the Hot Tip Bet rankings, well, Vanderbilt won 13, Vanderbilt also 7 and 14 on the season, so not having the season they want, Um Ole Miss 14 and 10. Um, but with all that said, while <clears throat> well, this Mississippi team is a very defensive-oriented team it definitely shows up for their lack on offense you know we've been on Old Miss or not we've been against Old Miss um here a few times this season and it seems to work out mostly um I can also say the same thing when every time I bet on Vanderbilt which is once or twice this season I don't know that I've won um, but hopefully Vanderbilt getting these points here will turn that around and I think Vanderbilt's shooting um it will just outscore Old Miss be able to keep up against that defense you know Vanderbilt is currently hitting 35.4% of their shots from beyond the arc. Ole Miss only hitting 29.6% of theirs. And anytime you're under 30% as far as three-point shooting goes in this era of college basketball, really hard to win basketball games. Vanderbilt also better free-throw shooting team, 71.9% from the free-throw line. Ole Miss 696 Vanderbilt also an effective field goal percentage of 51.4%. Ole Mississippi only a 48.9%. And while Vanderbilt does do a slightly better job not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 19.8% of their possessions, Mississippi turning it over on 20.4% of theirs. Um, to be quite honest, that's that, not, a, not a huge key factor. But Vanderbilt is just a better team on offense, 58th in adjusted offensive efficiency, um, while Mississippi won a one in adjusted offensive efficiency. So uh, I think Scotty Pippen Jr. here and Vanderbilt um, able to carry a victory, cover this spread here against Ole Miss. Next game on Saturday's card, We move to the Big East, got Xavier taken on Marquette. Um, Xavier comes into this game as a 64th ranked team in the hot to bet rankings. Marquette 59, Xavier 13 and six on the season, Marquette 12 and 13. Um, And this Marquette team is actually a team that I I bet on a couple times here in the last few weeks, you know, took them in that, um, um, that, that late season, non-conference game there against uh, North Carolina, took them, um, the next week. And I don't remember who they played. Maybe Villanova. I can't honestly remember that game, but, um, I actually like Xavier in this game. Xavier's also a team that i have bet on quite a bit. So these are kind of two teams that have bet on quite a bit. Um, but I think Xavier kind of has the edge here. Um, and it really shows just how good they are on both sides of the basketball. Xavier's 72nd in adjusted defensive efficiency, while Marquette only 91st in adjusted defensive efficiency. Xavier also better in offensive efficiency, 46th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Marquette 65th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, and I think that's really backed up by how well... Um, Xavier has shot the ball this season. You know, 52.4 effective field goal percentage for the Xavier team. Marquette, on the other hand, only an effective field goal percentage of 50.8. And Xavier's just done a very good job not turning it over. Only turns it over on 16.1% of their possessions, while Marquette turns it over on 20.9% there. So um, like Xavier to cover the spread here against Marquette. In the final game that we have um, for Saturday's card, we move out west with Seattle taking on Cal Baptist. Um, Seattle comes into this one as the 292nd ranked team in the hot tip at rankings. Cal Baptist three slots ahead at 289. Um, both these teams are pretty similar records. You know, Seattle 10 and nine on the season. Cal Baptist 12 and eight on the season. Um, but kind of what sticks out the most about these two teams is just kind of their, their differentiating um, um, stats in shooting. You know, Cal Baptist knocking down 39.9% of their shots from beyond the arc. We'll see Adles only hitting 31.7% of theirs. Um, Cal Baptist also doing a very good job of shooting the ball in general, you know, an effective field goal percentage of 53.7. Seattle, not good at 46.9. You know, when you have that big of a discrepancy um, in, in offensive shooting, it really it really becomes hard for the worst shooting team to win games. You know, even though defense um, is a big factor in these games too, when you're not hitting any shots, you know, it's, it's hard to win. You can't win a basketball game without making points. Um, and, and I think Cal Baptist definitely has the edge there. You know, they're 150th in adjusted offensive efficiency, while Seattle 263 in adjusted offensive efficiency. So definitely like Cal Baptist there. And Cal Baptist is doing an, also doing a good job rebounding the ball off the offensive board, pulling down 28.3% of those, while Seattle only rebounding 25.2% off the offensive glass. So definitely like Cal Baptist here in this one to close out Saturday's card. Now moving on to Sunday, got a little bit of a smaller card on Sunday. Um, but still a couple games I like. The first game we got starting out in the Big Ten. We got Nebraska taking on Northwestern. Now, there's no hiding the fact that Nebraska is one of the worst teams um, in the Big Ten, um, for sure. I mean, one of the <laughs> worst teams of the country. Power 5, anyway. Um, 144th in the hot tip at rankings for this Nebraska team. Northwestern, on the hand, slightly more higher. Um, 81st in the hot tip at rankings. Nebraska also doing um, not a great job. Um, as far as winning games, 7-17 on the season, Northwestern 8-14. Now, Northwestern has shot the ball um, slightly better from beyond the arc coming into this one, 34.4% from three from them, while Nebraska only hitting 33%. Northwestern has also done a great job shooting free throws, 73.4% from the free throw line for them, while Nebraska only a 62.7% free throw um, um for them. Nebraska also an effective field goal percentage of forty-eight point one. while Northwestern an effective field goal percentage of fifty point four. Um and Nebraska um is honestly just the worst team um on both sides of the basketball. I mean defense is pretty comparable to be quite honest, so you know Nebraska's 31st in adjusted defensive efficiency, while Northwestern 35 in adjusted defensive efficiency. But where it really comes into play, um Nebraska just is not as good on offense, 185th. Adjusted offensive efficiency for this Nebraska team. On Northwestern, um, 121 adjusted offensive efficiency. So definitely like Northwestern here to uh, win and cover in that one. And the second game we got for Sunday, got a Pac-12 matchup between Oregon and Oregon State. Oregon comes itch to this one as the 29th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings. Oregon State, 91. Um, Oregon, 18-5 on the season. Oregon State, 14-11. and 11. Now what I really like about This Oregon team is how well they've shot the ball, 36.7% from beyond the arc with them, with an effective field goal percentage of 53.4. Oregon State, on the other hand, 33.8% from beyond the arc with an effective field goal percentage of 47.6. And this Oregon team is just a better team on both sides of the basketball. Very good on offense, 22nd adjusted offensive efficiency, 70th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Oregon State, on the other hand, um, worse in both categories, 98th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 114th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, And it kind of shows, you know, And just their ability to not turn the ball over. Oregon only turning the notes over on 17.1% of their possessions. Oregon State turning over on 17.2% of theirs. Um, Oregon's also rebounding the ball off the offensive glass slightly better at 29.7%, while Oregon State 29.2%. So definitely like Oregon um, in this Pac 12 1 here to to win and cover in that game. Now, as far as picks for Monday's card goes, um, obviously with the conference tournaments, ramping up here this next week it's going to be a little can't really look ahead as far as matchup goes because well to be quite honest i don't really know the matchups i think there's currently only two games um scheduled for monday so um definitely look to twitter to see any picks that i like for monday's card um, as far as that goes and that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the hot dip bets podcast if you haven't already checked out the computer picks model over on the website make sure you go check that out got horse racing college basketball nba um nhl picks up there daily You're gonna have um here in a month you know april 1st opening day for the mlb season have all those picks up there also got the rankings up on the website for college basketball nhl nba all those obviously updating daily with the college basketball's top 25 um, dropping on monday but i mean let's look at the top 25 <laughs> any other day i already know it um and also up on the website got full results for all the picks given out here on the podcast from me also got all the computer picks up there Um, If you aren't already following me on BetStamp, make sure you head over and do that. You can see all of the lines that I get for all of these games that I give out um, over there, um, usually probably a day before they're even posted on Twitter or the website or anywhere. So if you want to be up to date on exactly what I'm betting on, that is the quickest place to see. You can set up notifications for every time I put a bet in um, and see what I'm betting on. Um, I've been using that app for about a week or so now, and I'm absolutely loving it. just a great app. Um, and if you aren't already following me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, make sure you follow me over there on Hot Tip Bet, Hot Tip Bet's Chris, um, also hot, at Hot Tip Bets Chris on um, on Best Stamp, But also make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bet's main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe down below. Leave a comment, like the video. Definitely helps out with all of that. So. Thanks for listening to episode what are we episode 35 of the Hot Tip Pets podcast. Um, and I'll see you guys all next week.